0: Welcome to Death Do Us Part podcast, hosted by my wife Jamie. Hello. And myself, Mark. What up, y'all? Hey. I
1: gotta move this fucking Hi. thing. There's a wrestler in front of me with no hands. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Who is that?
0: Rob Van Dam. That's what I
1: thought. He is wearing a tiger, uh, not leotard, whatever the fuck they call it, onesie, singlet, singlet, with no hands.
0: It's got no hands.
1: It's got no hands. That's very weird. And stripper boots. So yeah, all right. <laughs> That's what I got in front of me right now, guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Jax was in here playing. That's what
1: we're working with. Mm-hmm. Oh, so
0: what is up, babe? What is up?
1: Um, I'm tired.
0: Yeah, you had to work last night.
1: Yep. I'm probably gonna have to work tonight. Hmm. I'm not a dispatcher.
0: But we have a motherfucking vacation coming up. We do. Four days. Four days. Wisconsin Dells. Mm hmm. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, it is. I'm going to be in the Lacey River. Don't fucking say anything to me. Don't talk to me. No. Just pass me a beer. For real. And go on your day.
1: For real. That's it. Our nephew's coming. Yep. He is an angel sent from heaven because yep. now he can, I don't have to go on water slides.
0: Yep. He can go on all the water slides with Jack.
1: <laughs> He's like, What are you going to do? Sit in the motherfucking corner and not talk to anybody? <laughs>
0: right. Sit in the hot tub and call it a day. Find me snacks. Right.
1: Yeah. You know. mm-hmm. Mm
0: hmm. Yep. Yeah. It'll be nice. Yeah. So. It will be nice. It will. Nothing really else is going on.
1: mm No. It's
0: kind of boring.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, I have some tumblers I have to get out. I, I just got them from Amazon because they were on fucking back order. Mm. Because I have to get shiny tumblers. Yeah. So the vinyl sticks. Right. If they're not shiny, the vinyl doesn't stick very well. Right. So, of course, the shiny ones are on back order. So I'm trash. Mm. And you ladies are going to get them soon.
0: Yeah. Everyone knows you're trash. So
1: Yeah, they do. It's okay i was texting people at like midnight yeah to come to work Ooh. like just a few people that i knew i could get away with yeah i was like hey it's late and i'm trash do you want to come in tomorrow <laughs> everybody fucking answered me really <laughs> every single person that i texted well, you are kind one of girl's boss, like so... hey we're on the same level it's cool I mean, you are, you. you are the boss. Yeah, but so. still, like, it was just a, a handful of people that I knew I could get away with texting. Like, I knew that they would be up or whatever, yeah, you know. So, yeah. I still felt like a dick doing it. But well, it's all right. I did tell everybody else, you're just Trish. a dick. Anyways. I am. I am. I am.
0: Whatever. Did anything cool happen at work? No. No. Surprisingly, a Friday night. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah.
1: It was me and Oscar up in there. Mm. Dude, if the shit would have hit the fan, him and I would have just crawled under the desk and like held each other and cried. So <laughs> right. I mean Make it stop. Yeah. Fun. One of the one of the nine one one dispatchers, she came around the corner and I was like, Oh, thank fucking God you're here.
0: Yeah.
1: I was like, If you hear me crying, just come help. <laughs> she pretty much told me to man up quit being a bitch. Oh, so There you go. Yeah. And then I told her it looked like she got railed before she came in. <laughs> I, I fucking love her. Because <laughs> she was like, maybe I did. <laughs> That's mm-hmm.
0: the best thing to say to someone. Oh, I, Well, you look like you got railed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make her a shirt. Do you want to know what it says? I, I just got railed? Uh, your dad is my cardio. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, that's cool. It's gonna
0: be great. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's
1: cool. That's funny. Yep.
0: So, what do we got today? We it's, have a request. A request.
1: Yeah, Hello. from my podcast, Mom Judy.
0: Ooh, all right, Judy. Yeah,
1: she. You, uh, you mentioned this case, and I, I don't think I've ever heard of it. So, okay, we've done a lot of child murder. I apologize. Um, so trigger warning: child murder. Yeah. This one, it, legit, like. This is the boogeyman, and this is what fucking nightmares are made of. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's such an invasion of privacy oh, and space yeah. that it just, it, Yes.
0: So. Well, that's creepy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Ooh. So we are doing uh, the abduction and murder of Polly Class. Yeah,
0: I don't think I've ever heard of her.
1: Yeah. True crime people know it. Okay. It's a sad one. But it is. It's, I mean, this is what, this is what nightmares are fucking made of. Ugh. So. All right. I mean, not that any abduction is better than right. the other, but it's, it's one thing if you're abducted on the street corner. Yeah. It's another thing if you're abducted right from your
0: house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. You're right.
1: Yeah. So this one's a bit heavy. There's gonna, huh. there's gonna be child murder. Um talk of child rape and uh, comments that will make you want to uh, gouge this man's eyes out with your fucking fingernails. Oh, jeez. So, there's your trigger warning. Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess just
1: jump right into it. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. So, hang on. I got a puff.
0: I got to puff, damn it. Leave me alone.
1: So, Mark Class was quoted, quoted as saying... The night Polly was kidnapped, I was in disbelief because I wasn't there, and I heard it through a phone call, and I immediately thought, I need to contact the FBI. Polly Hannah Klass was born January 3rd, 1981, to parents Mark Klass and Eve Nicole in Fairfax, California. Mark and Eve uh, were divorced. Eve had remarried, but was separated from her second husband. Uh, His name was Alan. He did have children from a previous relationship, including a 12-year-old girl named Jess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Polly was 12 at the time that this happened. So okay. Polly lived with her mom and little sister Annie in Petaluma, California, and they lived across from a place called Wickersham Park, which was near a Greyhound bus station, and it was pretty sketchy. Um, huh. Transients, drinking, drug dealing, ODs, just like, like a shithole place that, you know, yeah. people hop on a bus because they got nowhere else to go, and they right. come there, you know. right. So, uh, Mark at the time, her dad was living in uh, Sal Salido and running a Hertz rental car company in San Francisco. Polly and Mark were very close. Um, they remained close after the divorce. She went and saw him all the time. They talked daily, um, hung out almost every weekend. You know, she went by him. In 1993, Polly was a 12-year-old sixth grader at Cherry Valley School She was described as bright and pretty and known for being sassy. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: She loved art and drama club, and she wanted to be an actress and was frequently in school plays.
0: Uh,
1: On Friday, October 1st, 1993, Polly planned a sleepover at her house with two of her friends, 12-year-old Kate McLean and 12-year-old Jillian Pullum. Jillian came early around 7 o'clock, and Kate came later around 8, 8.30. Turn so, the page. The girls were hanging out in oh, you know what? At one point though, so once um once Kate got there, they ended up walking to a convenience store to get popsicles. Yeah. And they didn't walk through, but they had to walk past Wickersham Park. Okay. So um the girls were hanging out in Polly's room, just land laughing and dancing and having a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, just being, you know, girls. Yeah. So at nine forty five uh, Eve went into Polly's room to tell the girls that she was going to bed. She had a terrible migraine, and she was going to take her medication and go to sleep, and she was going to take Annie with her. Um, I, I think it's important to know that this was prescribed medication. She wasn't just taking, like, fucking Benadryl or Tylenol PM to go to bed while she had kids in her house. Yeah. Um, and anybody who suffers from migraines knows you are a non-functioning person. Yeah. When you have a migraine. So... That's why she took her medicine and went to bed. Um, Eve's room was directly across the hall from Polly's, so she wanted the girls just to be mindful, you know, of her and Annie sleeping. The girls were hanging out doing typical sleepover shit. Uh, They were playing video games, I believe Nintendo. Ooh. um, And playing board games like Girl Talk.
0: Yeah. And
1: um, there was one about the mall. I can't remember the name of it. Do you remember when those board games would, like, fucking talk to you, though?
0: Yeah, in the mall one where you yeah. could, like, you had a credit card yes. and you can swipe it. Yes.
1: How do you know that? You're a boy.
0: I remember the commercials.
1: Oh, okay. So, they were also putting makeup on each other because, you know, that's yeah. what 12-year-old girls do. But it was also close to Halloween. So, they were trying out different makeup looks for Halloween. Um, monster zombie faces and then, yeah. like, girly girl faces. Like, we used to, like, I when I was that age, you would be like... A rocker girl. Yeah. you know what I mean? Like a rock star. Cause Jem and Jem was the shit, by the way. Do you remember Jem? No. Jem and the rock stars? Oh, no. God. Not it was at fucking all. Fucking great. It was like Barbie, but like Hmm, poison. Like the band Poison Barbies. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Gem was fucking great. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So around ten to ten thirty, Polly tells the girls that she'll be right back. She's gonna go get sleeping bags. When she opened the door to her bedroom, she came face to face with a very large, very intoxicated man. Mm. Yeah. Now, this was in her hallway, in her home. Jesus. This was not an apartment that the door faced outside. This was not them, you know, in a tree. She was in her home and opened her bedroom door to this.
0: Creepy as
1: fuck. Polly froze. Um, Jillian and Kate thought it was a joke until they saw the giant knife that the man had in his hand that he had taken from the kitchen. Oh, so you're looking at really, is this a crime of opportunity? Yeah. You know? So he's also carrying a duffel bag. He tells the girls immediately to be quiet and that if anyone screams, he'll slit their throats. Oh, They're all frozen now. He takes the video game cords and he cuts them and he starts tying the girls up with the video game cords and pieces of torn silk that he had pulled out of the duffel bag he starts repeatedly telling them to be quiet and to stay quiet that he's not here to hurt them he just wants money he then starts asking whose house it is and is there anyone else in the house polly says that polly polly jesus polly says that it's her house she lives there and her mom and sister are in the home and they're in the other room he seemed to be very surprised and taken aback by that answer that there was other people in the house.
0: Yeah.
1: I I don't I mean well, I guess well, then it was it wasn't super late and they're twelve, I mean back then. Yeah. What is, I don't know what he fucking thought though. Hmm. Whatever. So now the girls are they're terrified yeah. and they are sobbing. And he continues to tell them to be quiet. He's not going to hurt them, he just wants money. He then gags the girls with fabric strips, again, that he pulled from his duffel bag, and covers their mouse, mouths with duct tape. Jeez. He then takes the pillowcases off their pillows yeah. and covers Kate and Jillian's head uh. with the pillowcases. He tells the girls to lie down and count to a thousand. He's going to take Polly so she can show him where the money and the valuables are. And by the time they're done counting, Polly will be back and he will leave. Mm-hmm. They did exactly as they were told. They didn't, you know? Yeah. So after about 20 minutes, they were done counting, but Polly wasn't back. Kate and Jillian, bless their little hearts, got themselves ungagged and untied. Wow. They ran around the house to find Polly, but couldn't. So they frantically ran into Eve's bedroom to wake her up. So now she's got a migraine. She's taken sleeping pills and she wakes up to this. Yeah. So. And I put in my notes. This is what makes me afraid to take anything to sleep. Yeah. So. Right. Um, she wakes up groggy, obviously, and then freaks the fuck out. Yeah. So, and I—I I mean, I have migraines, and I—I I can't see straight, so I can't even imagine. Wow, um,
0: you're like half in a daze. Yeah. Like, On top what? of yeah,
1: so the migraine fucks you up, and then you take something for the migraine, and that fucks you up even more.
0: Yeah.
1: And now these two girls are coming in, saying some dude came in your fucking house and took your oh, kid. And that's.
0: That's terrible.
1: So, at eleven oh three, Eve calls nine one one. The police show up immediately. After going through the scene, investigators quickly determine that this is a stranger abduction, and as we've learned in the last couple of cases, there's maybe a hundred stranger abductions a year. Mm-hmm. So this is it's very uncommon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's much harder to solve because the stranger has no connection to the victim or the exactly. family and it makes it virtually impossible to find out who did it. Yep, Cause there's nothing.
0: Very true.
1: Uh, family members are responsible in the majority of child abductions. Those are much easier to obviously track. Oh yeah. Polly's family was very quickly cleared. Uh, despite being absolutely terrified, the two girls were able to talk with police and give a good enough description of the man for a composite sketch. Good. Bless these little girls. So, I mean, they're really the ones, like... Yeah. They're the ones that gave the description. They're the reason that this dude, you know, inevitably got caught. Good. So... Spoiler alert. Sorry. Well, I mean, you know. So, because of this, they were able to issue an APB with the subject's information and description within 30 minutes of the abduction. Oh, wow. Yes. However... (laughs) Well, investigators knew how crucial this was because, as we know, the first 24 to 48 hours are the most important and give the best chance of finding the victim alive. True. It's really the first three. In stranger abductions, generally within the first three hours, the child is murdered. Um, So that's great. They had an APB out in 30 minutes. However, the APB was accidentally marked not for press release and only broadcast over Sonoma County Sheriff's Channel 1, which means if it's marked not for press release, it's a private one versus press yep. release. If it's marked for press release, it becomes open right. on the bands, and then the media gets word of it too. That's why they leave it open. Right. But also other police departments and yeah. other counties can pick it up. Right. So this didn't happen. It only went out to uh. one county. Now, <clears throat> many, many police departments changed their policies after this. To make sure that this did not happen.
0: Right.
1: So, because this was a stranger abduction, the FBI was immediately brought in. Within hours, volunteers were on foot looking for Polly and a helicopter in the air. Posters were made and distributed, and police dogs were brought in. Um, Now, this was also the first time that the internet was used in a missing persons case. Really? Uh, The internet was still in its infancy, but proved to be useful getting the word out. Yeah. Um... Hang on, I have a, I have asterisks. Three men were responsible for taking the search online. Uh, their names were Gary French, Bill Rhodes, and Larry Majid. They downloaded copies of Polly's missing persons poster, allowing a network of over 20 million people to get the information, including Dude, foreign countries.
0: that's fucking phenomenal. It's the first
1: one, yeah. So now, um, houses were being searched. The neighborhood was being canvassed, obviously the Navy and the Coast Guard immediately got into the search and what? were searching waterways and near waterways. Wow. Yeah. Um, this is now all over the news. Yeah. Flyers were, like I said, distributed very quickly over days one and two. Uh, the police department speaks with teachers and fellow students asking if they've seen or heard anything, which they haven't. Um, they also talk to the neighbors. Yeah. Quite a few people noticed uh, uh, this man. There was a man in dark clothing with bushy hair, possibly holding a bag, walking around the neighborhood. Now, he matches the girl's description because these cops are talking to the neighbors prior to the sketch being put out, and they're describing the sketch to a T. Yeah. So, uh, at approximately nine o'clock, three boys were passing Polly's house to go to the video store. Uh, They noticed a strange man standing in the shadows at Polly's house. Mm. They see him on the way back in the same fucking spot he but hasn't no
0: moved. one called the police. No. Like, Mm-mm. that's what gets me.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's within, so they see, they, these people see this guy, and within 45 minutes, he's abducted her.
0: Yeah. And he's suspicious to you, mm-hmm. but you don't call the police. You
1: see something, say something. Yes. I would rather have the police come out and be like, all right, crazy lady it, with the 17 nothing. fucking cats. It's right. nothing. That's fine. I'll be that crazy lady with the 17 right. cats. The other thing, too, though, is it's estimated that he was in the house for less than four minutes.
0: Oh, my
1: God. Isn't that insane?
0: Yeah.
1: It had to feel like a fucking lifetime. Oh, it yeah. It had to have.
0: Without a doubt.
1: So, one of the boys was actually able to describe the man to a T. Um,. immediately they started the polyclass search center with a hotline uh mark class immediately takes a leave of absence from work Mm. and parents of other missing children start calling to give advice and support which really we hear that in almost every single case yeah like they immediately start calling it's it's insane they're grieving for their own kid but they're gonna help you that's. Yeah, I mean, I like that. it's not a club that anybody wants to be a part of. No, but, but I,
0: I like that. I mean,
1: within hours, these people are reaching out. Yeah, Elizabeth Smart is is a big one who does that now. She's a huge, she really? a huge advocate for it. Yeah. So yeah,
0: I, I like that a lot.
1: They end up finding a tiny fiber in Polly's carpet. They believe it's possibly from a car rug, and it doesn't match any of the family cars. There's also a human hair with scalp skin attached, which means it was yanked right out of the the fucking room. Um, uh, A gentleman by the name of David Collins reaches out to Mark Class, and Eve immediately, uh, within an hour or so. His son was killed in, uh, or excuse me, his son Kevin went missing in 1984 and he was actually one of the first kids to be featured on a milk carton. Really? So David's a a pretty big advocate too and he's one that, immediately reaches out yeah so uh mark took a polygraph passed it with flying colors obviously we you know we know how i feel about polygraphs yeah um hang on i gotta see where i Uh, um, okay so um like i said the internet this would become immensely helpful in the future cases because um Especially after the APB issue with the case. So it didn't get out with the APB, but it was quickly out on the internet. Most people didn't know how to use the internet then, but the people that did could see this. Yeah. So within hours of the kidnapping, uh, Polly's abductor got his car stuck in a ditch on private property in a rural rural area of Santa Rosa, which was approximately 20 miles north of Petaluma. He was noticed by a uh, girl named Shannon. She was babysitting up the street, up the driveway, essentially, because this was private property. Um, so she was leaving, and she noticed that uh, he was on the driveway. And she was like, what the fuck, dude? So she cracked her window and asked uh, "Asked dude what he was doing and that this was private property. Yeah. He turned around. She said he was sweaty and dirty and had crazy eyes.
0: Must have just watched
1: cops. He must have, yeah. And told her, you need to get out and help me get this car out of the ditch. And she's like, yeah, dude, fuck and no. How about that? Mm-hmm. So, he slammed his hands on the roof of the car and started screaming, asking what was up the driveway. What's well, a private driveway. It's her employer.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a single woman with a daughter. So, she she's like, no. I put right. She noped right the fuck out of there. <laughs> <laughs> and drove to a payphone. Nope. Nope. So... I'm going to go with a noob. Nope. Yeah. She um, she calls Dana Jaffe, who's her employer, and the owner of the driveway that dude is on. So she tells her about the guy, and Dana was like, okay, you get the fuck out of here. Go home. Then Dana was like, fuck this, and grabs a baseball bat, gets in her truck, goes down the driveway. So she sees the car, but she doesn't see anyone in it, so she keeps driving a little ways down to the payphone. She places a call to the police at 11.46. This is where you're going to get frustrated. Yeah. Um, the police get there, and they find Dude by his car. He's sweaty and dirty, looking all sketchy. He smelled of alcohol and appeared intoxicated, and the police found him posted up against his car smoking a cigarette. And I realized what a cop's wife I am when I just immediately wrote posted up instead of saying standing mark's not paying attention to me
0: i'm sorry i had a text from mm-hmm. my sister
1: mm-hmm. so say that again i said i immediately realized i was a cop's right wife when i wrote posted up <laughs> instead of standing by yeah yep so the cops are like fuck you doing dude it's private property do you want to know what he says what i was just outside seeing didn't know it was private property huh, yeah yeah the cops are like yeah looking at birds cool story bro uh no <laughs> so um, he says when he realized it was pri- private property, he turned to leave and got stuck in the ditch. Mm. So they're like, cool, you're drunk and I don't like you. Yeah. You look a little crazy. And he does look crazy. He's fucking. Yeah. Uh, they gave him a field sobriety test and he passed. Ooh. He's also a booze hound, though. So it's he's going to pass. Oh yeah. They searched his car and found uh, beer cans, both full and empty and a lot of clothes. So basically my car, you know. Yeah. Um, and his duffel bag. So, right. uh, These particular deputies had no idea of Polly's kidnapping or the suspect description. The APB, like I said, was broadcast on Channel 1, which was Sonoma County, and these deputies operated on Channel 3, which was Sonoma Valley. Hmm. Uh, Dude started getting shitty and belligerent, so they detained him to pat him down. No, he wasn't under arrest. He was just detained, and if anybody has yeah. watched Cops, you know that we're detaining you just for our, our protection and your right. protection. Which You're is not question. free to leave. Correct. So they ran his driver's license. He gave them his actual driver's license. Uh, his name was Richard Allen Davis. He was a 38-year-old career criminal who at the time was on parole and semi-homeless hanging out at Wickersham Park. Mm. So that's probably where he saw them. Yeah. Now, Davis's name came up clean, which it shouldn't have. However the numbers of his driver's license had been entered wrong Mm. Uh, the car had also very recently been purchased from a friend so nothing came back on the car because it was still his name Uh, with nothing to arrest him for the deputies contacted dana the homeowner to convince her to do a citizen's arrest what yes because under california law a civilian may make an arrest for a misdemeanor such as trespassing
0: that's insane.
1: So for this to happen, Dana would have had to confront the man with the deputies present and say, quote, I arrest you. Then the deputies can take him out of custody. They can take him into custody. That's
0: insane. To
1: which Dana said, um, no. Because now he knows where I fucking live. Right. No, I'm not doing this. So one source said the deputies called for a tow to get his car out of the ditch. Another source said that they used a tow strap to get him out of the ditch, so I'm not sure which one. But yeah. in, the, in the meantime, though, they thoroughly searched the car and found no evidence of anyone else in the car. All they found was an open container of beer, and because Davis was not driving at the time, the deputies made initial contact. Uh, mere possession of an open container was not illegal. Right. Davis was instructed to pour out the remaining beer, and a an FI, which is a field interrogation card, was filled out with all of his information. He was then allowed to leave. They didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. You know, except they entered the number wrong. But so Davis slipped through about 117 different cracks and actually should have been in prison at this time with no opportunity to ever get Polly. Right. So, a little bit about Davis. I'm not going to go into his super bit, but it's important to know the crimes he committed and Mm. what he got away with. So, um, he had a shitty childhood with shitty parents. He uh, would later call his mom a quote gutter snipe dog bitch. Okay. Yeah, I threw that in just <laughs> dog for you. Bitch. There's really no point in me telling like you that, that except I needed to tell you. Not bad. So he started getting into trouble super early. Uh, he would go through people's mailboxes looking for checks, and then I guess you can wash them and like put your name on them. Yeah. Okay. So, nobody sends nobody writes fucking checks anymore. So, right. He was arrested and put on probation at age twelve for it's a federal yeah, offense. Yeah. For burglary and forgery. He was arrested again at fifteen and put on probation for burglary. He dropped out of school his sophomore year and started sti- uh, said stealing relieved built up quote tensions. Ooh. Dude, jerk off like every other teenager. Yeah. Right. Just saying. Uh, at 17, he was arrested for motorcycle theft, and he was given a choice by the judge to either go to the California Youth Authority or the Army. He chose the Army. Ooh. The Army didn't even fucking want him. Um, he was discharged after 13 months with a general discharge, which is what we talked. Remember, we talked about that before. Yeah. It's not honorable. It just It should have been dishonorable. But um, he was in trouble in the Army for going AWOL, which was absent without leave, in case people don't know that, mm-hmm. fights, failure to report, and use of morphine. Oh, jeez. So they booted him. Yeah. On October 12, 1973, he went to a party at 18-year-old Marlene Voris' house. This is said to be his his girlfriend. Shortly after he arrives, uh, she's found out of a gunshot wound. What? He said that he was, quote, almost in her presence when she fired the weapon and that she had left seven suicide notes no Mm -mm.
0: Um, no okay no did she even leave one
1: i don't know they deemed it a suicide now her friends that were at the house are convinced that davis killed her yeah um jump forward a little bit in 1977 during a court ordered uh psych evaluation he told psychiatrists that marlene's death deeply affected him oh maybe you shouldn't have done it then yeah yeah and he said that he could hear her voice good Mm. but he also said he would hear people yeah another woman's voice telling him that she wanted to be assaulted robbed and raped what the fuck he was. This di- guy is struggling yeah. from something. He was diagnosed with avoidant personality disorder, which is like non-functioning social anxiety. Like
0: yeah. just
1: astronomical social anxiety. Antisocial personality disorder and schizoid personality disorder. Yeah,
0: he's struggling. He
1: never got treatment in prison. So,
0: Well, there you go. Uh,
1: a few weeks after Marlene's death, Davis was arrested for trying to sell her stolen property at a pawn shop. It was her jewelry. Oh. While in custody for this, he confessed to multiple other burglaries in La Honda, and he was sentenced to six months in county jail. Yeah. So this is where it starts going downhill. On May 13th, 1974, he was arrested for another burglary and was sentenced to six months to 15 years. Ooh. What? Like, what kind of a fucking scale is that? Yeah. He ended up getting paroled after a year. He then had several arrests for public intox and minor in possession. Most of these uh, charges were eventually dismissed. He ended up spending six more months in county jail for traffic warrants and 60-plus burglaries. Jeez. Six months for 60 burglaries? Really? Dude. Um, so he ends up taking, uh, a plea deal. He says he's going to go to alcohol treatment in exchange for them dropping some of the charges. Yeah. And they are like, okay, cool. Go get some help. Awesome. He quit after day two. And then they never tracked him.
0: Of course.
1: He broke into a high school and ends up getting a year in county jail. He's then allowed to leave for a Native American drug alcohol program. And he just didn't come back. Of course he didn't. Why would you come back? Why would, why would you yeah. come back? He ends up getting shot by a couple <laughs> oh, fellow inmates because when he left for this drug and alcohol program, they gave him a bunch of money and contraband and he was supposed to go sell drugs and bring drugs and money back into the prison when he came back. Yeah, He didn't. He took their money and drugs. So they shot him. Uh, he obviously lived. He then has racks up a, a, shit, yeah, a shit ton more arrests for parole violations, auto thefts, and burglaries and gets 10 days in jail. 10. Um, sure. For the burglaries, he again is sentenced to six months to 15 years, and he serves less than a year of that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A month and a half after he gets out from there when he's paroled, he abducts a 26-year-old woman by the name of Frances May. Uh, he attempted sexual assault, but she escaped. She, uh, her car was flagged, but only by Chicago, High- or Chicago, California Highway Patrol, and only on their band. Mm. That has since changed. Uh, after being har- arrested, he attempted to hang himself. Mm. He was sent to a state mental hospital on December 8th.
0: Didn't try hard enough. He
1: would later say that he faked the attempt, so he would be sta- sent to a state facility because they are easier to escape from. Oh, my God. On December 16th, 1976, Davis escaped very easily from the state mental facility after being mistakenly admitted as a voluntary patient. He then went on a four-day crime spree in Napa. He broke into the home of a nurse. She was a nurse at the state hospital. Uh, Her name was Marjorie Mitchell, and he beat the fuck out of her with a fire poker while she was sleeping. Jesus Christ. He then broke into the vehicle of Hazel Frost, um in an attempt to lie in wait to kidnap her. When Hazel got in the car and saw the binding, she rolled out of the moving car and grabbed her gun from under the seat on the way out. Mm -hmm. Hey, MacGyver, like, what you doing? Right? She ends up shooting at him six times. Nice. Did she hit him? She did not hit him. Uh, (laughs) Oh, Need better aim. She tried, though. She's rolling out of a car, you know? Still. On December 21st, he broke into the home of (sighs) Josephine Krieger, uh, he was arrested on his way out of the home by San Mateo County Sheriff's deputy who was hiding in the bushes. Hmm. Wait, but I wrote bus. I think I meant bushes.
0: Bus. Bushes.
1: Uh, on June, he was
0: hiding in the bus. Yeah. On June 1st, uh,
1: 1977, he was sentenced to 25 years for the kidnapping of... Um, what's her, the first one? Uh, You're struggling. I am. Uh, Francis Francis May. Excuse me. Uh, again, as part of a plea deal, the sexual assault charge is dropped. Mm. So, because of that, the max he can get is six years.
0: Oh my God!
1: On March 4th, 1982, mm. Davis is paroled. So Our fucking
0: criminal. He still gets system. the 25
1: years for kidnapping. Yeah. But he's paroled after four and a half years.
0: Yeah. That's...
1: So four and a half years out of 25.
0: Dude, our our criminal justice system is so fucked.
1: So on November 30th, 1984, uh, Davis ends up meeting a woman by the name of Sue Edwards, who's a meth dealer. They met at a bar. Uh, They decide to rob and pistol whip her friend by the name of Selena Verich. Uh, In 1985, there's multiple burglaries, multiple arrests, bank robberies, and store robberies.
0: They... Am I breathing too hard?
1: No, you're okay. But your eyes are closed. <laughs> guys, he's uh, shit-faced. I'm, you yeah, I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, um, <clears throat> he ends up, inevitably, he's convicted and sentenced to 16 years for the kidnapping of the girlfriend's friend, Selena Verich. Uh, he would later say that he confessed to all of these crimes to get his girlfriend in trouble because she was supposed to put money down on his commissary book and she didn't. Oh. Yeah. Can't get them honey buns.
0: Oh. Well, them honey buns are good. Yeah. I could go for one.
1: <clears throat> so, he's paroled again. Oh, my gosh. On June 27th of 1993, he's paroled from California Men's Colony in St. Louis Obispo. Um, Mark Class was quoted as saying, but he was out. He was a 38-year-old violent. I can't say this word son
0: of a bitch. No,
1: recidivist offender who was back out on the street after his second kidnapping. Mm. For real, dude? Yeah. So <clears throat> he takes he's the one who takes Polly. Mm. Um <clears throat> over the next 2 months, approximately 4000 people helped to look for Polly. Holy shit. Yeah. He was on uh he her case was featured on America's Most Wanted multiple times in 2020. Uh the, an FBI agent by the name of Eddie Fryer said, quote, we generated 12,000 plus actionable leads within 60 days. That's an unthinkable amount of activity. Yeah. Winona Ryder, who grew up in Petaluma, offered a $200,000 reward for Polly's safe return. She also ended up turning down a subsequent yeah, a movie role because she was so affected by Polly's kidnapping.
0: Really? Yeah. Good for her. I like her.
1: People magazine put Polly on the cover and called her, quote, America's child.
0: Wow.
1: The Sonoma County Sheriff's Department got a call on November twenty eighth of nineteen ninety three from Dana Jaffe. Uh, she originally called on eleven on excuse me November twenty seventh. Didn't get a call back. She called back on the twenty eighth. She was inspecting her property after she had had loggers partially clear her property of trees. She had a shit ton of land. Yeah. So, um. She ended up finding some items she knew were of importance. Yeah. Uh, there was a dirt path into the woods where she found it. She found child-sized red knitted tights, a piece of knotted silk, a pillowcase what with are you, at? you, a pay, uh, pillowcase with makeup smudges, packing tape, a beer bottle, a six-pack holder like the plastic holder, yeah, matches, a condom with a Rough Rider wrapper. And a, man, and a man's sweatshirt. Uh, the people ask if anybody's been out on her property besides her. And she said, as a matter of fact, two months ago, someone had been caught trespassing on her property. Mm. This was David or, uh, Richard Allen Davis yeah. on October 1st. So she said there should be information about it. Now, I wrote down here, ask Mark about computer systems showing previous encounters with the address. So, if they run this chick's address, will it come up that they had been to her house previously?
0: Every department has a different system. Our CAD system. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, ours too. It, it would show how many times you've been mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And what for? too.
1: Ours does too, even. So, yeah. maybe it didn't there. I don't know. But they did look it up and see that um, it, it's Richard Allen Davis. They got a hold of the deputies who had encountered him that night on the first. Um, and
0: not to mention, like, it, it would show everything. Yeah. Like, every person involved, like, as, as long as it was entered. Yeah. Like, every person, what you were there for, what yeah. the outcome was. Yeah. Like, uh, Everything.
1: Well, it doesn't say what was on there, Um, but these guys did get a hold immediately of the other deputies. Yeah. And found out, you know, so they look at these things and they're like, it's got to be related to Polly's kidnapping. Yeah. So everyone starts looking for this guy. They end up finding him uh, at his sister's house in Ugaia, California. It turns out that he had been arrested on October 19th of 1993 for DUI. Sure. <laughs> which was 18 days after he abducted Polly. Yeah. He did have an outstanding warrant from that for failure to appear. So on November 30th, 1993, he was arrested for parole violation for failure to appear, and that's how they got him in. No shit. Yeah, so thank God. He was immediately questioned about Polly. Um, He was taken to the Medicino County Sheriff's Department and questioned by Petaluma PD and the FBI. Uh why did I what the fuck was was that the dog?
0: The dog just ran okay. in, ran into the wall or something.
1: So they have him in custody and the Sonoma County Sheriff's Department with Petaluma Police and the FBI launched a massive search of Jaffe's property. Yeah. David was under surveillance at the time between the police department and uh an in, Indian ranchera near uh where his home, where his sister's home was in California. Sorry, you threw me off. Yeah. Uh, the first two days of the search were low key because they didn't want him really to know what they were doing. Nothing came of the search or the surveillance, so the decision was made to arrest him. Hmm. During his interrogation, another massive search took place on December third. It consisted of 500 search team members from 24 agencies, coordinated by the California State Office of Emergency Services the FBI crime scene teams, and numerous state and federal agencies. This remains one of the largest searches ever conducted in the state of California. Um, <clears throat> so, the, in the meantime, the investigators brought in the FBI's forensic team to go over the scene at Polly's house again, after, right after her kidnapping. They found a partial palm print on the railing of her bed. Uh, However, a palm print is only good after a suspect is caught. A couple days after the abduction, the police bring Kate and Jillian back in after they've had some time to calm down, I guess. Um, The girls are able to give an even better description. And uh, when Winona Ryder uh, announced her reward, they put the new sketch on the posters. Mm. Uh, This dickhead denies any involvement or ever seeing Polly or her home. However, four witnesses state that they saw Davis in Wickersham Park loitering in August and September. He stood out to them because of his disheveled appearance, his yellow headband, his full tattooed arms, and his bushy ass hair. He was also seen drinking at the park with his sister. On either September thirtieth or October first, he went into Seductions store, which was like a Lover's Lane kind of thing, and bought Ooh. one rough Hello. but a single Rough Rider condom a single a single rough rider condom why not just a pack i don't know what the fuck is a rough rider i have no idea i don't know a gas station one rough rider so um it's also brought to his attention that the girls had walked through wickersham park the night of her abduction to get popsicles he still denies involvement they seize his car and his personal belongings and on December 2nd of 1993, criminalists are able to match the palm print found on Polly's bed to da- Polly's bed, Jesus fuck, to Davis. Oh, no shit. On December 4th, Petaluma Sergeant Michael Meese speaks with Davis in jail and informs him that they have matched his palm print. Yeah. Then walks away saying, call me if she's alive. Whoa. Davis immediately calls him and says, quote, I fucked up big time. He uh, admitted that Polly was dead, and agreed to help them find oh, her body. Geez. Yeah, so Davis was taken to meet with uh, Meese, the DA, and FBI agent Taylor, and he was questioned for two hours. Per Davis, on October first, he went to Petaluma to meet with his mother. When he couldn't find her, he drank and drank and smoked um, in the park. He was smoking wiki sticks. Do you know what those are?
0: Mm, I th- I think so, but tell me. It's
1: like. Marijuana cigarettes. It's like, yeah. a, it's like a blunt dipped in I, PCP or yeah, LSD. Yeah,
0: I was going to say it's like dipped in yeah.
1: something. So, <clears throat> he says he doesn't have a clear recollection of the following events, but he remembers entering Polly's home through the window and hearing voices. He remembers tying up three girls, and the next thing he remembers is driving and realizing Polly was in the front seat, complaining about how the bindings are too tight and her hands were going numb. She kept saying she wanted to go home. He drove around confused, got lost on Pythian Road, uh, eventually getting his car stuck.
0: Yeah.
1: He says he then untied Polly and placed her on an embankment and told her not to move. And then he had the contact with the police. So he's trying to say that she was alive. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't fucking believe you.
0: I. I don't, I don't believe you. Yeah.
1: She heard police there. You didn't think she'd run up that fucking embankment?
0: Yeah. You know. I'm not buying
1: it. So he says he waited for 30 minutes after the deputies left before returning to get Polly. He then took her to a gas station so she could use the bathroom. When he realized he didn't want to go back to prison, he killed Polly by strangling her with a knotted cloth, then cinched a piece of cord around her neck, quote, just to make sure. And that he had to wait, quote, forever for her to stop moving. I want to fucking strangle this dude. Yeah. Like with a garage. Yeah, Um, I'm right there with you. Gas stations have no... um, Nobody saw Polly. This is all bullshit. This isn't what happened. Uh, But then he said he dragged her to the bushes and covered her with plywood and chunks of wood. He doesn't think he had sex with her or that he tried to have sex with her, but he's not really sure. Dude,
0: stop. Fucking stop.
1: Investigators found Polly at Dutcher Creek Road, 100 feet from the highway. The grave site could be seen from the highway, but the actual grave could not. Yeah. Uh, Trigger warning, body description. Oh, jeez. Polly's skull was a short distance away from her badly decomposed body as it had separated due to decomposition. Um, Most of her body was skeletonized with soft tissues and organs missing. Portions of her body, including her limbs, had dried in a mummified state. She was partially covered by Jillian's nightgown that was pulled up under her arms with her arms resting in her lap. Her pink blouse was untied, and her shirt was pulled up to her chest, but she was still wearing her brawn underwear. This motherfucker posed her. What? He posed her. Her legs were spread outwards, bent at the knees and hips, suggesting she was posed. Oh fuck
0: you. So dude. he posed
1: her in a shocking in a shocking manner, essentially, which is what a- they do that you know her hair had pieces of braided rope and knotted cloth tangled in it um and there was a possible presence of semen now they looked at it with a light and they're like yeah it's semen and then they did further testing and they couldn't really tell
0: yeah
1: so on december 6th this is this is gonna get icky fyi uh trigger warning icky on December 6th, 1993, Sergeant Meese and Agent Taylor questioned Davis about sexual assault. Um, he asked where the semen was found. And they said it was on her body. And his response was, quote, not in her, though. Oh, <clears throat> he denied assaulting her. And they said, well, how did semen get on her then? And he says, quote, look, I told you at least it wasn't in her. What I'm trying to tell you is that, in my mind, at least I didn't try to stick my dick in the fucking little girl.
0: Oh, my God, dude. Yeah.
1: Um, he, what the fuck? He went on to say that he was, quote, glad that semen was not in, or that the semen was on her and not in, and he didn't yeah, want it to be...
0: because that makes a difference.
1: Right. He didn't want it to be, quote, hanging over him when he goes to prison, because, you know, they don't like child molesters in prison. Mm. Uh, he then said quote i have to see what comes out of forensics hope nothing comes up hope nothing's in there fuck you after more than fuck 6 you. weeks of jury selection the attorneys and the judge decided a change of venue was necessary due to concerns the defendant would not receive a fair and impartial trial in sonoma county F- y- y- you don't deserve one.
0: Ye- no, not at all. <laughs> so,
1: <clears throat> the search for Polly had created enormous, quote, personal involvement. This county was pissed. Yeah. So, despite the court's repeated instructions to not speak amongst each other, prospective jurors often discussed the case. Oh,
0: yeah. Making infla- How can you
1: not? <clears throat> exactly. Making inflammatory statements about Davis's guilt and calling for his execution some expressing desire for castration by means of a rope and a truck. I agree. I would like to just point out I that agree. that information was taken straight from court documents. That's
0: awesome. So that actually happened. Yeah, that's <laughs> There's awesome.
1: no speculation. This was said. So, after a long and tumultuous trial, Davis was convicted on June 18th of 1996 a first-degree mur- murder with four special circumstances, including robbery, burglary, kidnapping, and attempted lewd act of a child. Good. A San Jose Superior Court jury returned a verdict of death. Good. At his, Fuck, yeah. <clears throat> at his formal sentencing, he took evil fucker to a whole new level. When he gave his last statement, he said, this is bad, he said he knew he did not commit a lewd act upon Polly, quote, Because of a statement the young girl made to me when walking her up the embankment. Just don't do me like my dad. Oh, my God. Yep. Then he flipped off the camera with both hands. Um, Mark, Polly's dad, can be heard loudly calling Davis a fucker. And um, his mom, Polly's grandmother, is heard desperately sobbing in the background.
0: Dude,
1: that's
0: fucking terrible.
1: The judge would end up telling him, like, usually this is a hard decision, but you made this very easy with your actions today. Mm. Um, he is currently awaiting his death sentence at San Quentin Prison, mm. which, just fucking kill him. Kill him already. Yeah.
0: Get it over with. Jesus
1: Christ. So Polly was cremated and her ashes were spread over the Pacific Ocean by friends and family. Mark Klass became a child advocate and established the Class Kids Foundation and the Polly Class Foundation. Um, Her mom, Eve, is very in the background, but she is a board member with the Polyclass Foundation. So these are public charity organizations devoted to preventing crimes against children, assisting in the recovery of missing children, and lobbying for legislative assistance. He started this on, uh, very quickly, October 23rd, 1993, within 22 days of her abduction. They also wow. the Polyclass or yeah the Polyclass Foundation actually provides kits to parents to teach children abduction prevention without scaring them, which I think is awesome.
0: That is awesome.
1: The three strikes rule uh, is also a direct um, result of this case. It clearly established a sentencing structure for career criminals based upon their criminal history, not the last crime for which they were convicted. The law is clear and unambiguous, saying, quote, with respect to a defendant convicted of any new felony who has two or more serious or violent prior felonies, the law mandates an indeterminate life sentence of no less than 25 years to life. Right on. Its stated intent was to, quote, ensure longer prison sentences and greater punishment for those who commit a felony and have been previously convicted of a serious and or violent felonious offense. Right fucking... um. This was introduced under the Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act of 1994. Mm. So that is the horrific story of polyclass. We've talked about this before, though. The parents, like, fuck yeah god you guys are good fucking people
0: yeah you know i I wouldn't be i I would fucking lose it i
1: would get into prison just to fucking murder him Yep. i and i mean this this three strikes law is fucking huge most states adopt have adopted this yeah it'd Um, be
0: nice if fucking illinois Illinois would yeah
1: illinois is not a state that has adopted it but most have um but if if that was a thing he would have been in prison. He never would have had the opportunity to shut up. He never would have had the opportunity to kidnap her. Right. He should have been in fucking prison. He got a twenty-five year sentence. He got a he got a sixteen year sentence. Like what the fuck? So, God, God bless her parents. I just these yeah. people are such good people. I, I can't imagine. Doing, I mean, you're throwing. I guess you're throwing yourself into something to kind of keep your mind off of it. But you're helping so many other people. I I, I give them so much credit. Because, like I said, it's not a club that you want to be a part of. But God, right? These people are amazing. Because I, I can't even imagine.
0: I wouldn't. She was taken right from her home. Yep.
1: That's scary as fuck. That's your sanctuary, your house. You're supposed to be safe there, you know and yeah. I can't imagine being in her mom's position, either. Yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing she could have done to prevent it, clearly. And he was in and out in four minutes. So.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: Awful. I just, Man, it a it happens story. so fucking quick. You know. Stop. Come <laughs> here. Jesus, Jesus. Mary and Joseph. So there's chance everybody he hasn't spoken his mind in a while and
0: he's going nuts after something
1: there ain't nobody here Nope. Yep. so mm.
0: yep but that was a good story baby it was sad it was, yeah. yeah that was very sad actually
1: mm-hmm. so the next one's going to be patreon
0: patreon exclusive we are
1: doing the boston marathon bombing
0: yes we are which
1: the amount of shit that i've learned in the last couple days is comical um some of the stuff they did <laughs> Like, you guys are stupid. Yeah. Yeah. There's no other way around it.
0: So, if you want to hear that, you're going to have to sign up for one of the three tiers.
1: And then, on the 20th, we are doing our Zoom meeting. Yep,
0: with our $20 tiers.
1: So, figure out what you guys want to ask. Yep. I don't know what you want to
0: ask, Question and answer.
1: How much does it take to get Mark shit-faced? Answer.
0: Not much. (laughs) (laughs) Cheap
1: date. Uh,
0: All right, guys. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed this one, and we will be talking to you soon. Bye. Bye.